0: The following podcast is from Axe Church Leander in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe Church Leander can be found at actschurchleander.com. So this morning we're going to read Romans chapter 7 verses 14 through 25. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin i do not understand what i do for what i want to do i do not do but what i hate i do and if i do what i do not want to do i agree that the law is good as it is it is no longer i myself who do it but it is sin living in me for i know that good itself does not dwell in me that is in my sinful nature for i have the desire to do what is good but i cannot carry it out, for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law.
1: All right, well, we are going to be hanging out in Romans chapter 7 and Romans chapter 8 a ton today. So if you've got your Bibles handy, you've got them on your phone, the YouVersion app, uh, you might want to pull that up. But before we get there, I kind of want to set the stage a little bit for what series that we're doing this uh, coming month. The idea is New Humanity, and it comes from Ephesians 2, where Paul writes to the church. He says, hey, God has come to create something new In fact, he actually uses the words a new humanity a humanity that is different than everything else that's going on around us and as we talked about in the last sermon series detox we need something different i think at this point we can all agree wow humans are not doing a great job left to our own devices we need god to do a new thing And that's what we're going to be talking about in this series. But before we get there, I want to point out something, that this was not something new in Christ. This wasn't a new idea God had. This idea was both in the Old and the New Testament. You see, the Old Testament summed up is a giant experiment to show humanity that we couldn't do it by ourselves. If God just changed the externals, we... As broken human beings as sinful human beings as we just read in the Romans verse if it's just on us we're always gonna break down doesn't matter how many laws he gives us doesn't matter how many blessings he gives us if the externals change but the internals don't change there's gonna be a gap there's gonna still be something broken And so the entire Old Testament is God fixing the externals to set us up for success, but us keeping face-planting over and over and over again. And so God prophesies. He sends prophets to say, I'm going to do something new. And this comes from Ezekiel, chapter 36, verses 25 through 27. It says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all impurities and from your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And this is the big part. And I will put my spirit in you, God says, and move you to follow my decrees and to be careful to keep my laws. God said he's going to actually change the internals. Because it's the internals that are the ultimate problem. So often we can get in our heads, if this, just the situation changes, if I just get this job, if this person would finally do what I told them to do, if I could just have this circumstance, I would finally be okay. But the reality is, no, it doesn't matter how good things are going out there, if that brokenness is still going on in here, I'm eventually gonna end up in the same spot that I started. So God says, I've got a new plan. I'm going to build something new inside of you. I'm going to create a new humanity. New humans that operate differently. That are in sync and in rhythm with what God is doing. And for those of you who are like me, are often wondering, God, what's the right thing I'm supposed to be doing right now? What does that look like? What am I supposed to say? This series is for you. This series is for me. It's the reality that we have a God who actively wants to work in your life. You have a God who actively wants to show you how to be a new type of human. Because again, all of us are wrestling with the same stuff. That's what Aaron just read, right? The quote-unquote doo-doo verses, right? Where the good stuff I want to do, I keep not doing, right? I know I'm supposed to be nicer to my parents. I I know I'm supposed to turn the other cheek when I get into an argument with a relative. I I know I'm not supposed to respond to a social media post. Right? And and yet, what do my fingers end up doing? Send, dang it, right? Or or, or I text back, or I I clap back, or, or I gossip. The stuff that I don't want to do, that stunk, that stuff, that gunk, that muck, I keep doing. And then the good stuff, I, I can't seem to figure it out. In a real way, it's like I'm the walking dead. In like fact, that's what Roman says that we are dead in our sin. Oh, we're moving around, but, but there's something broken inside of us. We're like living, walking zombies. And then as it ends in Romans, who will save me from this wretched state, from this broken state? Praise be to God. That's why Christ came. And then when Christ comes, continuing on now in Romans chapter 8, therefore there is uh, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ, the law, the Spirit, who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what we were powerless to do, because in our weakened by flesh, God, by sending his Son in his likeness of sinful flesh, to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be met in us. Who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. What Paul is saying in that section of Scripture in Romans chapter 8 is that by ourselves, we don't have a choice. Left to our own devices, we will always go back to doing what we're not supposed to be doing. But once the Spirit shows up, then all of a sudden we have a choice. Moment by moment, we have the opportunity to be in tune with this guide. This guide that is in rhythm and in sync with what God wants you to do. What he wants you to do when you're at work. What he wants you to do when you're in school. What he wants you to do when you get into an argument with your spouse. What he wants you to do with where to live. You see, there's a promise in this new humanity that we don't have to go back to the way it was. We get to do something different. So how does that work? Well, uh, Romans chapter 8, continuing on. Verses 14 through 17 says this. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves, so you do not need to live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit testifies within our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are God's children, then we are his heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may share in his glory. Okay, a ton of stuff is going on here. So he's gonna put this new spirit inside of us. And for me, the Holy Spirit has always been the Most complicated part of the Trinity, right? God the Father, that makes sense. I have a dad. We know what dads look like. We know what a good dad is at least supposed to be. Dads make sense. Jesus, the Savior, the hero. We've got heroes all over the place in comics, in novels, in real life. The Savior makes sense. But then you get to the Spirit, and it just gets ethereal. And it gets weird, right? It's like, well, what's, what, what's the Spirit's role? Well, the best definition I can give you for the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is the narrator of God's story for your life. If you've ever wondered, does God have a plan for your life? The answer is yes. He does. He knows where he wants you to go, he knows who he wants you to talk to, he knows who he wants you to love. And the Holy Spirit is the voice of God that narrates that in your life. It's the conscience that God gives us. It's this new thing, a new voice that we get to listen to. And when we learn how to listen to it, all of a sudden things that used to baffle us, I don't know how to get out of the situation, I don't, I don't know how to not clap back, the Spirit starts to speak into our life. And we intuitively know how to handle those situations. We intuitively, because there's some new voice, we can listen to it. And then we actually get to see God's reality brought into existence. Because that's one of the coolest things about the spirit of God, the voice of God. Whatever he says happens. God says, let there be light. And guess what? There's light. Jesus speaks, rise from the dead, and Lazarus gets out of the grave. You see, when God speaks, reality changes. And that's what the Holy Spirit's job is in your life. To speak God's reality into your reality. That's what the new humanity is all about. That we have this God who wants to speak to you. But not just to you, but he wants to speak through you into the world. To change all the different spheres that we live in. To change our families. And the brokenness there. To change our workplaces. To change social media. And our cities and our communities. And even to the ends of the earth. See, the Holy Spirit's job is to be God's voice in our life. And that voice creates God's reality. That's what the new humanity is all about. And he says, and by him, we cry, Abba, Father. Abba would be like saying Papa or Daddy in Greek. To be able to say, we have this intimate relationship because not only do we have a new humanity, but we have a new type of family that we get to do life together. And then continuing on in Romans 8, 26 and 27, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. He searches our hearts and minds, that the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the people in accordance with the will of God. Guys, this is huge. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I pray, I don't feel like I'm getting through. I feel like, you know what, my brokenness, my sinfulness, all that stuff that I wasn't supposed to do that I did, I, in my mind, can say what I'm saying isn't getting up there. This is the promise of Scripture, that the Holy Spirit's actually praying for you. Think about that for a moment. The voice of God, the narrator of God's story, is actively praying for you. He's praying for you about your relationships. He's praying good for you. He's praying wisdom for you. He's praying that you would hear God's voice better. There is power in that reality that it's not all on you to figure it out with God, but that new spirit, that new conscience, that voice of God is actively interceding for you, calling out to our Father and saying, hey, this is where Josh needs help right now. This is the temptation he's struggling with. This is the anger or the resentment he's struggling with. Here's an opportunity for him to do something awesome in the life of someone else. There is a god there is the God who is praying for you. So not only do we get a new narrator, not only do we get a new voice, but we get someone, we get the narrator interceding on our behalf. And then finally he ends, Romans 8:28 through 30, and we know that through all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purposes. For those who God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he called. For those he called, he also justified. To those he justified, he also glorified. There are two huge truths there. First, that God is going to work everything for your good, for our good. Now, sometimes this scripture ends up getting distorted because we hear, oh, God's going to give me everything I want. But that is not what it says. It doesn't say God's going to work everything for your good, so you're going to get that car or that boat or that new job. That, that's not what Paul is writing about. Instead, what he is saying is that every circumstance in your life, the good stuff and the hard stuff, God is going to use to draw you closer to who he wants you to be and to draw you closer to him. That no matter what situation you are in, that God is working it for good for you, his child that the narrator of your story isn't done. He wasn't caught off guard by some weird turn in the story. No, the narrator knows what's happening and he is going to use that challenge, that hardship to do something good. I officiated a wedding a few weeks ago and their song was God bless the broken road that led me back to you. You see, we have a God who uses good and brokenness to do good for you. But then to have it with a purpose that you could be conformed or reflect Christ wherever you go. See, that's the end game of this new humanity, that we would look different, that we would be different, that everywhere we go, every interaction we have, we would be a representative of Jesus that people would see God's love in his light. And so when we're walking down the hallways of our middle school or our high school, and we see someone who's having a rough time, in that moment, in that interaction, God's love pierces through. When we're online, and we see something that triggers us. In that interaction, we act differently in our new humanity, and Jesus shows through when we're at the dinner table and we're arguing about where we're supposed to go on vacation or why the garbage didn't get taken out. In that moment, in that interaction, the spirit wants to help you. He wants to guide you. He wants to narrate God's love and God's light in that moment because we are called, in fact, we are predestined. To be more like God than we were the day before. To be a better reflection of who God is and what God's doing. To be his kids. To be new humans.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast from Acts Church Leander. If you would like to hear more, subscribe to this podcast and stay tuned for future messages. You can also follow us on social medias on Facebook, and on Instagram, and you can also find more information at actschurchleander.com. See you next time!